is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 87, we learn about Rocky DEM and take a look at what is happening in the world of ANSYS. Welcome to our little podcast. I'm Eric Miller, one of the owners here at PADT and your host for these get-togethers. Hopefully, some of you are able to attend uh, Simulation World, which happened last week. It was another great event. The presentations from key ANSYS people, including the CEO and CTO, helped us understand where ANSYS is headed. And then there were just tons of great customer presentations, so many good examples of using ANSYS tools on real-world problems in so many different areas. Um, if you did miss it or didn't get, catch all of it, you can watch all the recordings at simulationworld.com. Same site. Just go there and either register or use your email if you've registered already. Uh, and they'll be up for a little bit. Um, there's some good stuff in there. Check it out. We, we want to recommend three presentations that we really liked. <clears throat> Two of them were, were customers and one of them was our very own Matt Sutton. So we're a little biased, but we do want to highlight them and point them out. The first one uh, is from a, a former employee who's now the director of the Arizona State University Luminosity Lab. Uh, his name is Tyler Smith. And then he was with a student researcher named Connor Nail. And... Um, they basically were awarded funding from NASA to develop a system for exploration of the permanently shadowed areas uh, on the lunar poles. And um, they're using um, ANSYS tools to design their variable exploratory lunar observatory system, or VELOS. Um, and their talk is about how they used ANSYS to make that possible. So check that out. It's always good to see um, um, you know, uh, academia using the tools and uh, the fact that it was a former PADT employee was excellent, excellent uh, to see as well. The second one we want to point out is from Los Alamos National Labs, and it's called Predictive Lung Modeling and Experiment. Yeah. Predictive Lung Modeling and Experimentation in a COVID World. So um, it's a multidisciplinary team at Los Alamos. And they used uh, a bunch of different engineering approaches to characterize um, the uh, means to improve oxygen delivery in lungs uh, through mucus delivery, uh, excuse me, mucus removal and drug delivery. So they used experiments in numerical analysis to, uh, in tandem to characterize and predict the lungs' behavior. So, you know, lungs are pretty complicated things, lots of branching, lots of tiny little passages. Uh, it's a really great use of ANSYS CFD capabilities um, and, and a really applicable uh, one as well. So do check that recording out. And finally, uh, Matt's been on this podcast before, Matt Sutton. Uh, he is our expert on ACT extensions for ANSYS. And he talked about a tool that he worked on to help us out to convert uh, ANSYS results, ANSYS mechanical results, into a 3MF file, which is a 3D printable file for additive manufacturing. And, and it's not only cool to understand how to make a plot using uh, 3D print your results, but also a great example of how to write an ACT extension. So that one is, is a really good one, and I hope to convert that into a blog post at some point as well. So browse around. These are the three that uh, were related to us, but there's probably a whole bunch of other stuff. If you're interested in something, whether it's a technology or an industry, there's probably a talk about it there. Um, I also, before we get into the interview, want to reach out, um, take a moment to reach out to our listeners in India and Latin America. Uh, we cannot imagine the stress and worry you must have uh, to your families and yourselves as the COVID-19 numbers uh, keep climbing. I'm recording this on uh, May 2nd, 
and, and the numbers just aren't great. We, we hope that you and yours are safe, uh, positive thoughts headed your way, and we hope those numbers start coming down soon. Um, I don't know about all of you uh, everywhere listening, but I thought I was done with this pandemic, and then something else happens, and I'm done again. And as we say here at PDT, all we can do is stay smart, safe, and healthy, and then productive. So our interview, um, interestingly enough, is with a, uh, a code called Rocky DEM, which is written by the channel partner in Latin America, ESSS. Um, so we're going to back a few months. We actually did this interview before they announced their partnership with ANSYS, and then we got we we meant to to play it sooner, but we kept on getting uh, other things we needed to talk about on the podcast. So now we finally made room for it, um, and I'll let them explain explain um, what Rocky DEM is and what it does. Welcome everybody to a uh, a discussion I've really been looking forward to for some time. We're here to talk about a product called Rocky DEM, and I've, we've got some folks from ESSS as well as Robert McCatherine from PADT to talk about this exciting tool that is basically for modeling discrete particles. And um, that's probably not the, an accurate description. That's one of the first things we're going to talk about. But before we do that, um, why don't we go ahead and introduce ourselves, Marcus? Why don't you you tell us about yourself and uh, for people who don't know. ESSS, what ESSS is all about. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. Uh, so I'm Marcos Reis. I'm responsible for uh, sales and, and strategy of ESSS. ESSS is, uh, is an ANSYS partner uh, in Latin America in Iberia, but it's also a software development house. We have been uh, developing a code for the oil and gas industry over the last, you know, 20, 25 years. And more recently, you know, close to six, seven years, we have been working on, on the development and the implementation of Rocky DM, which is this, you know, the discrete element tool that we're going to talk about. Very cool. And Ahmed, you, many of our listeners may know you from your lifetime with uh, Fluent and Ansys. Why don't you tell us more about yourself and uh, what you do with Rocky? Thanks, Eric. So I've recently taken a position. Uh, with ESSS, which I have been working with the folks there for, uh, gosh, over 15, uh, 20 years. Uh, our relationship goes back to uh, early days when we were trying to build the process industry and energy market in in South America and eventually globally. But more recently, um, uh, I have joined um, Rocky because I'm excited about what's happening around particle modeling and advancements in particle technology. So officially, I I'm holding a position of um, basically a director level mm -hmm. and I'm functionally responsible for product strategy and um, business development, include sales and marketing with, with Rocket EDM. Awesome. And then Robert? Yeah, I'm uh, Rob McCatherine. I've been a uh, application engineer over here at PADT for about two years and uh, a little over two years. And prior to that, I worked in the kind of offshore oil and gas and maritime industries as a structural engineer using ANSYS pretty much the, the whole time. Very cool. And, uh, and a frequent visitor to our podcast. And we always like your insight on this. So feel free to jump in and, and ask questions. Uh, you know, we're here at PADT. We're, we're familiar with these tools, uh, with Rocky especially, but haven't dug into it as much. I guess that's a pun um, as we probably should. Um, and one of the ways we wanted to start learning more is to have these folks on the podcast so uh, you can learn along with us. So, Marcus, why don't you just give us a very high level? What is just the discrete element? 
enforcement method uh, itself? How is it different from FEA, et cetera? Yeah, it's a, of course, it's it's a discrete method, as you said, you know, FEA and CFD basically are based on, you know, it's a continuous method. You solve uh, an equation in, in a domain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, DM, it's, it's, it's a very, you know, first principle physics method that actually you solve Newton's second law, mm. okay, for each particle, okay. So you treat each particle as as a as a as an individual, and you track, you know, the motion and and the contacts and particle 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 boundary, you know, uh, and you add physics into that, you know, the forces, cohesion, you know, adhesion, uh, and you try to predict, you know, the flow of the particles. So I usually say that you know you have, for example, when you approach a problem using a CFD tool like like Fluent, you are solving a problem that is fluid dominated. You know, mm-hmm. so the fluid forces and the, you know, Navier-Stokes equations, you know, they they are ones that decide the game there, right? Sometimes you have problems that are particle dominated, okay? And uh, usually, you know, this uh, discrete element method is being the the, the a good approach. To try to model the behavior, you know, of of the particles. Yeah, and, and, and it's not just big particles. So, I, you know, I always think of it as ping pong balls, right? Um, and and we can write the equation for a ping pong ball and how it hits each other and things like that. But it doesn't have to be a perfect sphere, correct? And it can be quite small where you get so, these things like adhesion uh, going on, right? Yeah, and uh, that's a very good point, Eric. And, and you know, particles are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you can treat, you know, uh, particles as, you know, potato chips, you know, mm-hmm. hair, you know, hay, fibers, grass, blood cells, you know, biomass pellets, iron ore, you know, and things like that. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a growing uh, uh, field mm-hmm. because uh, you are looking not only on the design of new equipment and how that equipment will interact with particles or we move particles from point A to point B, but you're also looking at uh, different applications inside the industry, like, you know, production process, mm-hmm. for example, you know, where you have to prepare raw material to mix that and then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, separate and then, you know, uh, let's say mold that or uh, fill a cavity, I don't know. So that's, you know, Particles are everywhere, and that's the the key message. And they can have different sizes and shapes, uh, different physics. You know, they can be under you know uh, fluid flow. They can be under electromagnetic force, uh, mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's it's very uh, broad uh, the terms of you know in terms of application and and uh, and industry uh, presence. So, so if I could yeah, go ahead, add please. to uh, Marcus's point. Um, if you think about uh, historically when we did computational fluid mechanics and particles were involved, we we had we assumed particles are dilute phase, mm-hmm. and we really missed the interaction between the with different particles. Mm-hmm. So you know this is the old DPM models and all that. Right. Then eventually we start solving two fluid equations and we account for bulk uh, solids presence. Usually we did. You know, one size or maybe two sizes, and then we solve the momentum equation with that, and then we use drag laws between the particles and the fluids. What is unique about the the DEM method is that we actually are interested on particle dynamics. As Marcus Mm -hmm. said, 
particle hitting each other, as right. well as particle with the equipment or solids or um, surrounding boundaries and all that. So the beauty of it is we're tracking the particles. And here, I wanted to emphasize what Marcus is saying. Particles right away, we assume spherical particles, mm -hmm. but effectively we're talking about solid-laden um, uh, applications, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm, I'm sure we can talk about um, additional detail of how we deal with it, uh, but but I wanted to paint this picture that mm -hmm. we're not thinking about particles as tiny little sphere, spheres. We just think about right. application when there are solids in, the, in, in in of interest for us. Lot, lots of solids, yeah, yeah. So, so computationally, is it, um, uh, you know, I know it depends on the problem and all the physics involved, but is it like more computationally intensive than CFD, about the same, less? Um, I mean, is this something I need a big computer for? Or is it something I can run on my desktop? Yeah, it's all about the number of particles ah. and the number of part of contacts that you have mm -hmm. in your domain. You know, okay. of course, uh, you can have, you know, a, a hundred million nodes FD problem, you can mm -hmm. compare, you know, a 1,000 particle DM problem, mm -hmm. you know, might okay. not be, you know, a, the right way to do, but uh, we usually, uh, I have, let's say, uh, we usually try to, to solve, you know, a problem within, you know, 24 hours, you know, okay. Okay. if you, if you take longer than that, it's probably, you know, it's, it's more R&D than, you know, than product design or process improvement. Mm -hmm. You know, and I and, and, and as a rule of thumb, I would say that, you know, of course, it depends on the problem side, but it's it's usually okay longer than a, an FEA, you know, mm -hmm. let's say classic uh, uh, steady state thermal uh, uh, structural mechanics problem, mm -hmm. and it's usually you know uh, faster mm -hmm. than a, a pretty complex, you know, big uh, mesh, you know, CFD problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. We are somehow in the middle, but of course it depends on the problem side, right. the number of particles, context, and the hardware available. Right, right, and and so I guess the big takeaway is you shouldn't be afraid um, from a computational uh, need standpoint to solve these problems. You're not going to have to go out and get a supercluster to do it. This is this is feasible uh, these today, which is great. So, so, so nice. So our experience at PADT with modeling particles is over 10 years old, and it was a coffee bean roaster, um, a unique centripetal uh, device that uh, roasted coffee beans uh, in a faster way. And we're trying to contact the inventor to see if he'll let us remodel it. Uh, with you guys in Rocky DEM, so that'll be an interesting uh, thing. We did an LS Dyna back then, um, so um, and it was really slow. <laughs> so I'm excited to try try these new tools. Um, so th that kind of um, one of the reasons why we're having this uh, kind of laying the ba background there. One of the reasons why we're having this conversation now, although we've been interested in Rocky DEM for some time, is there's uh, uh, when this comes out, the announcement will have been made. A new relationship with Ansys. Uh, do you want to share with us what that relationship is and how it impacts uh, Ansys users out there? Yes, uh, this is uh, exciting news. Mm -hmm. uh, we have been uh, teaming up with Ansys uh, for you know. I would say three to four years on the integration, you know, with ANSYS uh, uh, platform and ANSYS workbench. So Rocky on the technical side uh, is integrated, you know, as a workbench component. Great. So it means that uh, we are inside workbench as the CFD products are, you know. Uh, it means that, you know, our Rocky input and output parameters 
are part of the workbench and workbench you know can handle that so it can connect you know with the mechanical solver with the CFD solver uh, you can uh, play with design export or OptiLang just to give you an idea so mm -hmm. uh, as a result of this integration that we are working you know we we saw a market opportunity we saw a lot of requests coming from ANSYS customer base as look at that saw that as a you know an interesting and growing field Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, decided to, to to sign an agreement with us that you know we are uh, packaging Rocky and mm -hmm. some modules as ANSYS Rocky, so nice. it's, a, it's definitely a new ANSYS product that will be available uh, on the ANSYS price list for you know both direct and and channel partners to sell worldwide. So you can get it from whoever you get your answers from today. Um, the, the, I assume they'll be your first line of support with you guys backing them up for anything that they can't answer themselves. That's the idea as 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 a regular ANSYS product. <laughs> yep, yep, just anything else. But that's fantastic news and so much easier um, to deal with and we don't have to learn a new tool, right? Because we can we can use mechanical and I'm I'm excited about that. It's uh, I think it's going to be uh, make it a lot easier for people to get access to the product. Um, is this going to be available with elastic uh, currency? Do you know? There's a plan for that, and uh, mm -hmm. not at this stage. At this stage, okay. you know, we are uh, hurrying up to to be on the price mm -hmm. list to streamline, okay. you know, the licensing and order processing, marketing, and of course, mm -hmm. sales and technical enablement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, lot to go in place. There, we're we're excited about being closer on this. It's going to make it a lot easier. Um, and and I want to come back and and at the end we'll talk about how people can learn more. But what I really want to get to is for you guys to share some customer success stories, if you're aware, uh, you know, just what's your, I don't know, Marcus, what's your favorite application that was kind of a surprise to you that you didn't, you, that you were like, oh, that's pretty cool <laughs> that somebody's done with the tool. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, as, 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 as we, you know, we consider, you know, then and it's uh, working with Rocky uh, DEM, it's, it's been quite exciting because of course, you know, you mentioned the, the coffee roaster. We have been, you know, modeling that with coffee beans, you know, and fluid and heat and mass transfer, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and analyzing, you know, uh, the temperatures and the velocities. But uh, by far, the most interesting one is where when we apply our, you know, 1D particle model coupled with CFD, and we cover, we cover our 1D particle as fibers. Okay, ah. so let's say that we have the fiber model, and we we did use that with one of our, our customers, you know, B Cell Home Care, and there's there's a success case and a press release out of that, and you know where they model the the vacuum cleaner, okay, inside oh. the vacuum cleaner is actually a cyclone, mm -hmm. where we are modeling, you know, uh, you know that being applied to to actually you know uh, to model the the pet hair going through the cycle <laughs> and, and, and getting you know accumulated you know and, and deposit on the uh, at the bottom of the cyclone and the clean air you know moving to the exit you know at the exit to the through the exit of the of the cyclone so that was you know modeling pet hair is one of the most you know let's say uh, <laughs> fascinating ones let me yeah. put this <laughs> As I look down at my floor with a clump of it uh, under my desk, yes, <laughs> yeah. that is very cool. Um, 
I was going to add a yeah. sweet example. You know, as you yeah. know, many of the candies are have these coating on them. Mm -hmm. And one of the nice applications of Rocky DM is dealing with, um, you know, uniformity of products and quality of the product. And so when, when the people spray coat candies, how well that's, that's sprayed on. So the next time you have a piece of, uh, I don't know, Skillet or, or, or M&M or whatever product may be of your interest, if it's uh, coated, most probably the whole process can be modeled with the uh, um, Rocket DM and and show the uniformity of of the um, in this case candy being uh, being coated with different colors. So that's really important because when you said candy, I imagine say the bagging process for the candy, right? Once it's been coated and dried, you're going to put it into the bag, right? Um, but you're saying the actual coating process you can model with Rocky DM. It does, yes. In fact, the whole spraying and the tumbling, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. and and all that. So it could be with the heat transfer or without evaporation of the coating material. So that's one of the Very nice cool. things that the rocket can be used alone. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the fluids become important, then you could decide the degree of fluid, uh, importance of the fluid. So you could add fluent to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then so it would be a couple of fluent uh, rocket calculation. Or if there is other application, maybe ANSYS and, and mechanical uh, mm -hmm. with, with uh, Rocky. So for, for a spray coating of, of candy, it's fluent and rocky or rocky alone. Very cool. That's I didn't even think about that. That's that's a very uh, a good example that when we we can all relate to. So next time you pick up an M and M, think of that. Um, um, what about uh, you know one of the industries that 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 we're interested in it for because it's kind of big here in in uh, Arizona. I think it's true as well down in Latin America is mining. Are you seeing a lot of application in that space as well? Yeah. Well, the code uh, was named Rocky. Because, you know, <laughs> it was originally developed, you know, to, to model rock breakage. Okay. Right? Which is, you know, primarily, you know, in mining, you have, uh, let's say, uh, three main process. If I want to make it very simple, okay? It's more than that. But you have, you know, to move particles from point A to point B, rocks, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you do that to transfer chutes, you know, uh, through belts and things like that, right? So you can model that. Uh, okay. The second is that you know you need to reduce the particle size because you get larger rocks, you know, and you know at the end you want to transport to you know to your customer uh, smaller rocks. So you have to break them to reduce the particle size. So mm -hmm. you know our code Rocky can can be used to 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 model the rocky breakage, you know, through a lot of you know crushers. Okay. Uh, so we are we are deep into the combination. Okay, uh, industry, and the other one is you no know, separating. Okay, mm -hmm. you need of course to separate. You know, the large ones from the small ones. So use you know screeners and things like that. So uh, this is you know all all these applications that involve particles, uh, which you know are I would say it's not only mining, it's mining metals, mm -hmm. you know cement industry. Right. Uh, DM is widely used. You know, say. Uh, all the key players, you know, within this industry, they are familiar or they're using or they want to use a code like that because it helps them, you know, to to improve their process, to avoid, you know, uh, issues on the on the production side and and also, you know, the suppliers, you know, to increase, mm -hmm. you know, and to predict, for example, where, because everything that you are dealing with rocks, right. you know, it's ended up, you know, 
suffering a little bit, right? So it helps you to when when you, let let me jump into the structural analysis, for example, right. at the beginning where you're designing equipment, you're just in applying that. You know, let's assume that rocks are falling here. Let's put like 10 kilonewtons uniform, you know, force here, or you know, mm-hmm. uh, 10,000 pascals here as a pressure. With Rocky and Anzus, you can, you know, within the mining industry, try to predict an accurate, let's say, uh, load representation, uh, special and also transient. That is, you know, uh, it's 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 being applied at, at the surface of your uh, uh, structural design, for mm-hmm. example. So you can do all this type of analysis within the mining industry, and it's of course a big sector for Rocky. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Um, again, making expanding my mind a little bit about the product is you may not really care what happens to the particles, but the, the behavior of those particles may be a load for another analysis. Um, and, and I'm actually thinking of one of our mining customers that makes uh, augers for crushing. Um, and, uh, you know, probably way over designed because they don't really know what the load is, um, but being able to model the particles, they can get a more accurate uh, load and maybe maybe take some weight out of it and uh, some cost out of it. So that'd be a great example. Yeah. Eric, just to expand on that, yeah. the energy saving, if you mm-hmm. if you don't have to over-design these things, as yeah. you know, the moving these solids is quite energy intensive. Mm-hmm. So, so you make a very good point there about additional you know, cost saving by reducing the load. And and staying with that example, one of the things that people can do with Rocky is actually modeling the wear on the equipment itself. So right. and that important. could reduce the cost of the lining replacement, shutdown for maintenance and all the things that the, the classical things we know from the value simulation, Rocky can actually help with the wear modeling in this heavy, heavy equipment and, and moving solids. Yeah, and and I'm going to ask you about another industry totally unrelated that we're so one of the things that's come up when we when I talk about Rocky DEM with other people is all the simulations we've said no to over the years because we couldn't do them without a DEM tool, right? Um, and one of them is the ability to model sand wedges for golfing. Have you guys uh, had anybody look at that yet? <laughs> I think I'm going to come there and, and run some practices. <laughs> you know, we've got, but we've I got am, the right we, customer we for could you. Do, we could do snow if, if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there is no reason. I've you know, probably seen some simulation of um, Ellis Dyna and maybe mm-hmm. other folks with that. There is no reason um, uh, in, in Rocky you could actually model the movement of the solids. Uh, yeah. And move move of um, solid bodies. So there is no uh, limitation on moving a golf club and actually can uh, calculate the contact between the golf club and the sand, right? Yeah. So so the fact that there is solid uh, rigid body motion in Rocky allows you to do that problem altogether. Mm-hmm. So, um, but of course we're talking about fine particles and and how the sand is uh, packed together and all those things. So that would be a fun thing to come and run some experiments in Arizona. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good uh, testing, and uh, we have a lot of data. 
uh, on that because they've been doing it uh, through testing, understanding that through testing. Um, I, I suck at golfing, so I have no understanding why anybody would care. But I guess it's a big deal how the sand goes uh, over and under the club as the ball goes. So um, we, we look forward to exploring that uh, as well. Um, and then, of course, the, I'm sure there's aerospace applications out there where we're dealing with particles as well. So I, I don't think we should rule out any industry um, at all. No, absolutely. On the aerospace, for example, we were discussing with a customer the other day, you know, when they when they launch, you know, uh, rockets, a lot of debris, yes. you know, that directly, you know, uh, comes down and, and, and you want to track them. And, you know, they cannot be treated as only, you know, spheres or Lagrangian <laughs> particles because they have shapes. Right. And one of the things that, you know, that keep Rocky apart from others is that we handle shapes. Mm -hmm. And because of the handle shapes, when we couple that with fluent, mm -hmm. we have drag laws that take shapes into account. So, Good. you know, uh, it's the, the one way or two way coupling. It we, we take that factor. So we know if the particle is in line or not with the flow. So a square particle might have a different, you know, drag than, than a spherical one or, or a triangular. Mm -hmm shape one so we take that into account so we were discussing you know this application we run you know uh, aerospace customer in the us the other day good good and uh you know uh, inlet particle separators there's there's so many different areas where uh we're shoveling sand or trying to avoid um particles getting in and around things um so i'm i'm excited about learning that yeah. um, for example eric sorry to interrupt you know yeah uh, not only in aerospace, but in automotive, for example, yep, debris, debris accumulation, you know, especially on all-terrain vehicles, okay, that go through, you know, mud, rocks, hay fields, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you, you can't track the trajectory of, of these particles and see, for example, if they're going to be accumulated near, you know, let's say, uh, more uh, hot areas, you know, or near the engine, you know, and, and, and they might, you know, prone to 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 have you know let's say a, a fire incident for example mm -hmm. so you can design not only you know the underhood or, or or the the aerodynamics of that but taking large particles into account and how they accumulate around certain areas and regions of, of your design you know so that's a, a key point and and uh, the other day in automotive as well we were using a DM for a customer in Japan that we're trying to model the snow okay falling mm -hmm. the windshield and uh, uh, we, we actually have to add special, you know, forces to take into account, you know, the turbulent fluctuations. Because right. that, it really affects, there is no, you know, accumulation, there is no accretion process uh, on the windshield or on the, uh, on the surface of the car. So, the, you know, as I said, everything can be seen as a particle. If you mm -hmm. want to increase, you know, the fidelity, okay, if in the physics, you know, the particle-particle contact, the particle shape that are relevant, uh, Rocky is, uh, you know, can be a good candidate to help you to increase the accuracy of your model. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, we could probably talk all day um, for uh, all the different applications on this because I, I just I keep on thinking about new and exciting ways to use it. But we'll we'll save that for the future. Um, and for uh, uh, I'm sure you guys will continue continue to put out uh, information about applications, which brings me to, to really where I want to sum things up, which is where can they go to learn more? What's the best place to learn more about Rocky DEM? So maybe I could pick up the first portion of this yeah. and 
and give it to Marcus. So as you were talking about examples, they're really a great set of collect collection of uh, videos in a Rocky YouTube channel. Okay. So it's youtube.com users slash Rocky DEM simulator. There is all sort of uh, videos. The latest thing actually shows a toothbrush and, and working on it, on it, on cleaning teeth. So I think going to the YouTube and looking at the Rocky videos would be a great place to extend our conversation about the range of applications. Yeah. Marcus, do you want to add more to it? Yeah, our, our website is quite complete. You know, we have, uh, you know, uh, case studies. We have a technical library, okay, mm -hmm. where you can see webinars, you know, eBooks, papers, white papers, you know, kits. And, of mm -hmm. course, there is a blog where Good. we, you know, we ask, you know, people to, to talk about, you know, different things every month, pretty much. So you're going to see, you know, a lot of, you know, oil and gas examples, pharmaceutical examples, uh, energy examples, and, and things like that. So that's a... It's a good resource. So the website and the YouTube uh, are, are key for you to have, you know, access to that information. And what is the website, just so people know? Is uh, www.rocky/dm.com. Okay. Very good. And we'll make sure we put that in the notes as well. But you know, we all search anyway. Um, yeah. I. I. I <laughs> Spend a, spent some fun time watching the simulations on the YouTube channel. It's pretty impressive, and it does spur on other. There's so many different applications I didn't think about. It does spur on thinking about how you can use it in different ways, um, and it's it's uh, it's just yet another way to drive your design with simulation, right? Uh, with more accuracy and fitting into the the best part of Rocky DEM is it fits into the ANSYS world, uh, you know, from a, both a sales and a support standpoint, and from a technical standpoint, uh, which has been for a little while now. So we're we're just excited about it and uh, can't wait to learn more. Any any parting questions or comments anybody would like to make uh, before we wrap it up? No, Eric, I just want to thank you. This was a lot of fun. It is fun. Yeah, it's good to good to talk to you. It's been uh, we usually get together at least twice a year um, at various ANSYS events, and because of COVID, uh, that didn't happen this year. So I look forward to uh, maybe maybe in the summer we'll we'll be able to see each other again face to face. And Hope it's great so. to see you, Ahmed. Yeah. Likewise. Hope so. And the same here, uh, Eric. You know, as as we said, we're excited to to start this partnership, and also of course to interact with you know ANSYS Direct, and of course. Uh, PADT on mm -hmm. on that as a as a key channel partner, and you know particles are everywhere. I was saying you know, and and uh, as we said, Eric, uh, uh, around ninety percent of what is around you today, you know, at, at this in your office, they were in particulate form during a certain you know uh, stage of the production phase, and just now we are being able to model that, so it's exciting you know times, mm -hmm. and uh, with you know the advances of you know the hardware and uh, and, and the GPU technology, which is relevant, which makes it you know, very accessible to a low cost, solve a large particle count problem. Mm -hmm. uh, it's enabling us to, to tackle all this you know, diversity that we are seeing and discussing today. So it's a pleasure to, to have a chance to, to give you a, an overview, a, a yeah. fast one about 
what we can do and what we should be doing together from now on. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. I've learned a ton and have a ton more questions, but we'll, what we'll do is um, get a little bit more experience with it ourselves, and then we'll, we'll hopefully have you guys back on uh, a couple releases down the road and uh, learn what's new as well as uh, other things we should know. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched. Uh, and, and you're right, particles are everywhere. Now we can model them. So that's cool. <laughs> Super. Take care. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your time. We'll talk to you soon. Stay safe out there. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I do want to apologize for taking so long and getting this out. Uh, as I said, we recorded a bunch of uh, more uh, things that had kind of time deadlines on them and uh, didn't get a chance to get this out till now. Um, it's a very powerful tool. We're, we're coming up with new and different ways of using it. It's helping us expand our thoughts on what can be simulated. Um, and if you think it might even be slightly useful, uh, reach out to whoever you get your ANSYS from because they're, they're an ANSYS partner now and anybody that sells ANSYS can sell Rocky DEM and ask them for more information. So for our commercial today, instead of promoting PADT in this episode, I wanted to talk about a, it's sort of a charity that we've been supporting here at PADT for a long time. It's called Kiva.org, and it's a microloan site. I thought of them um, when, when we were trying to think of things we can do to help out the, in these places where the pandemic is really uh, still growing and still causing a major economic havoc. And microloans to small groups or individuals is a great option to, to help them now and in the future. It's not a donation. You give your money to the organization, and they work with local microloan groups to give money to entrepreneurs to help uh, grow their business. It may be buying a new motorcycle. Uh, if they're a motorcycle taxi, it may be um, buying more chickens. If they're a chicken farmer, it could be inventory for a store in the village. It could be uh, somebody in a city who um, you know wants to add more plumbing in their neighborhood, and that's uh, all. The, the uses and the applications and the industries are everywhere, and we're talking small dollars here. You know, um, PADT has invested three thousand dollars over fourteen years. That's it, um, and that three thousand dollars has been loaned out over and over again to a total of twelve thousand one hundred twenty-five dollars. Um, and that's been across 138 different organizations or people in 64 different companies, our countries. Um, we've only lost $104 that wasn't paid back um, in, in that whole time of 14 years. So your money gets used over and over again. So go to kiva.org and check it out. A few hundred dollars goes a long way to help people uh, recover. And because it's a loan that usually does get repaid, it will continue to help them long into the future. So it's a simple way that you can uh, put your money to help uh, these places out uh, now and in the future. And if you want to know more about our loans at PADT that we've done, you can go to uh, kiva.org slash lender slash P-A-D-T-I-N-C. So that's our page there. You can see who we've uh, given money to over the years. So let's move on to news uh, and look at the ANSYS stock price. I'm recording this, like I said, on Sunday, May 2nd. So when the market closed on April 30th, ANSYS was at $365.66. That's up uh, a, a bit, uh, it was half a percent year to date, but uh, much better than they were at the beginning of March when they were down quite a bit, uh, but not quite as good as they were at the mid-February when they were set an all-time high. So in comparison, the S&P 500 is up 12%. So ANSYS is uh, you know, underperforming what the S&P 500 is doing. So why is that? As I will always say when we talk about the stock, I have no idea. Um, maybe we'll find out a little bit more. The earnings call will be on May 6th, 
and we'll go over that call in our next podcast. So let's see if that gets some attention at Wall Street. Who knows? There's no real ANSYS news out there because they are in a quiet period uh, between um, the end of the quarter and the release of their numbers, so they don't talk about much, no news releases from them. And um, being a privately held company, we can talk about anything we want here at PADT, but we don't have any new news, so I got nothing to add from PADT's perspective. Let's move on to publications. The ANSYS blog um, is... um, you know, they, they really, I, I mentioned this in the last couple of podcasts, but if you haven't checked it out in a while, they've really upgraded the interface. Uh, really cool stuff, and they're publishing more. Um, the two articles that I really liked um, were, and, and yes, I picked it because there's a pun, pun in the title, but it's also a good article called Wired for Success, ANSYS HFSS Leads and Wire Bond Simulation. It's uh, useful for understanding how to model the crosstalk and and performance issues in wire bonds from an electronics packaging standpoint using high-frequency simulation, uh, electromagnetic simulation. There's also uh, a really, and the other one I want to point out for the the last two weeks is a post about something new at ANSYS, and it was called Technology Partner Day. And this is when all of the ANSYS technology partners, so people who provide platforms for ANSYS to run on, tools for ANSYS to be written in, as well as uh, um, um, linked to, and then also kind of third-party tools like Rocky DEM that work with ANSYS. Um, Flonex, which PADT distributes in North America, is a partner. Um, ANSYS Motion is, is a partner product. MotorCAD is a partner product. And, and like I said, Rocky DEM as well. They're all great examples. So if you want to learn more about the partner program, check out the post to learn about it. And they've got, they gave some awards to some companies uh, for their integration and cooperation with ANSYS. Um, for our blog, I published a post called Project Management for Nonlinear Dynamic Simulation with ANSYS Elastina. And it's about what the title says. Um, how to manage projects uh, when you're doing simulation with Elastina. And um, it is different. It's If you're used to doing FEA or CFD, um, the project management requirements are a bit different for, for doing these kind of nonlinear dynamic simulations using the tool. So if you're outsourcing Elastina work or if you're doing a lot of it in-house, uh, please do read the article. I think you'll find it very useful. In the event world, uh, we have two webinars scheduled for next or for this month because it's it's now May. Um, the first one is going to be on the fifth, and it's electronic reliability updates. So um, this is going to be the Sherlock tool set. So that'll be very interesting to see. And then. Um, in keeping in the area of electronics, we're going to do signal and power integrity updates for 2020 R1 on the 19th. So 2020 R1 for electronic reliability on the 5th and for signal and power integrity on the 19th. Um, the only other event that I have on the calendar right now for May, and I probably need to update the calendar, um, is uh, on a Sunday, actually the 16th. And this is uh, not ANSYS related, but just cool anyway. It's the International Day of Light. Uh, if you're here in Arizona, there's quite a bit of a celebration, a virtual celebration that's being coordinated by the uh, uh, Flandau Science Center and Planetarium down at the University of Arizona and a group that is part of the Tech Council called Optics Valley. So um, I look forward to taking part in that and learning more about photonics and optics and astronomy and all sorts of cool things, um, the science of light. So uh, do, do look in your location to see what anything going on. Uh, maybe some stargazing, maybe some local shows or events. 
And that is pretty much what I have for today. So I want to thank everybody for listening once again. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at whatever service you use to get your podcasts and spread the word about our little uh, audio endeavor here. And don't forget to subscribe to PDT's newsletter at www.pdtinc.com slash opt-in. And as always, please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, I want to thank you once again and uh, hope to uh, talk to you virtually again. Thank you for joining us for the All Things ANSYS podcast, episode 87. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people in the show only, and none of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.pdtinc.com slash blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at pdtinc.com. See you next time.